1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 27. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I've become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Well, we're continuing and wrapping up 1 Corinthians 9 today. And this is such an awesome passage. Mm -hmm. Uh, So poetic and and, um, inspiring and, and just strong. And so, you know, there's this really uh, common motif that people will talk about a lot nowadays, like become all things to all people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he he kind of talks about in a positive light, sort of being this sort of missional chameleon <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, immersing and, and blending into the context uh, where he is preaching so that he he can speak like eye to eye with mm-hmm. those people, mm-hmm. right? And then he he ends with uh, this really strong athletic metaphor. <laughs> and if there's anything that we at Christ Covenant like, it's a good sports <laughs> metaphor. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm out on that one. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, for some of us, <laughs> some people like sports. There's all different types of yeah, people, right, here, right? Right. All things to all people. Exactly. Jennifer. Exactly. Thank um, you. There we go. <laughs> So Jennifer will will endure another sports metaphor <laughs> in order to become all things to all people. So what are y'all's thoughts, Jackson and Jennifer, on this passage and what it speaks to us? Well, um, I just think this is interesting that coming off of this whole discussion about um, freedom and the gospel and, God, and, and Paul's absolute commitment to it and this kind of like the things he's been wrestling with the Corinthians on and that this really gives us light the what he's free to do what this has now freed him up to do and it is to um win souls i mean is there anything more um noble more worth your time and effort that there are going to be you know people who hear the word of christ Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to respond in faith and will be in heaven with you forever it's like the it's like that parable about laying up you know um treasure for your well, I don't want to get into all the things yeah. about the the money manager, you know, not <laughs> it's a confusing parable, but basically, you know, saying like put some treasure up in heaven for yourself or whatever. And it's this, it's these people yeah. and how he goes about this. But um yeah, it really makes you think like I'm not entitled to be mm. um you know, like like he said, double down on his Jewishness, for instance, and mm-hmm. all the um the things that he had experienced, like with his education and 
um, you know, being a Jew among Jews and all that. Like he was willing to lay that down to to reach the um, the Greeks, and it's just very instructive for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we, we've talked about it, um, you know, in a recent ODR, but there, there's just a single minded devotion uh, and devotedness that we see in Paul. I mean, to become all things to all people means that he's in some ways going to put off what you would think would be really key and important things about himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you think about your national heritage, your national identity, you know, we, we love being Americans and uh, patriotism is this great thing. And, um, you know, we, we've talked about the idea of freedom and how important freedom is. And that's mm-hmm. great that we experience freedom in the United mm-hmm. States. And, and, and so imagine saying, yeah, I'm going to put that off. Yeah. So that yeah. I can go and serve other people, that I might win some. Yeah, and Paul's just like, yeah, that's that that's a that's a gain right there. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul is willing to lay his life down so that by any means necessary, he can save some. And obviously, he's not saying that he could save, but that Christ could save through the mm-hmm. ministry of Paul. And uh, and I think that's awfully instructive for us. You know, this this passage. All that being said, this passage is one that, as I've read it more recently in the recent years, I I find myself somewhat concerned about some of the ways that people uh, might be tempted to apply this Mm. as I've read more Mm. about missionary context or as I've just talked to especially young people, not always, but especially young people as they're trying to live, you know, quote unquote, missionally in their workplace or in their uh, university context. It feels like people misunderstand Paul and they end up adopting sort of synchronistic tactics in order to kind of secretly or slyly preach the gospel to people. Yeah. And so, so this has led, um, you know, people in Muslim context uh, to to sort of adopt Allah language or to uh, do certain things that makes them look an awful lot like Muslims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, you start to see people. Um, rubbing shoulders with uh, the people at their workplace, and you're like, okay, great. Jesus is a friend of sinners. Like we want to, we want to meet and you know have yeah. meaningful relationships with these people. But next thing you know, they start to party with their uh, with their coworkers, <laughs> and it's like, hey, I'm just trying to you know you know uh, be all things to all people, right. and and so there could be an inappropriate application sure. of these verses, and so we want to be careful and be wise appliers of the word. Um, it's such a way of wisdom because um, and I think we all are always looking for the rules, you know, so that we don't, but really walking by faith requires that we have to like wrestle with God on these things. Yeah. Uh, it's like you're talking about assimilation versus isolation, mm-hmm. which are the two extremes I think that Christians right. can fall in. And then I know um, Jason talks a lot about being distinctly present. Yes, I like that phrase because there is something that should be distinct and yet, you're, you are in it with these people experiencing the culture they're experiencing. Um, and it's almost like, you know it when you see it, but sometimes like going into it, you're like, I don't really know what this is going to look like, but that just pushes you into like really praying and asking God to open your yeah. eyes to see like, how can I actually connect? Um, and, but for opportunities for the gospel, then it actually kind of, it becomes more evident, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love, you know, I think he's really responding still to 
this criticism that we talked about yesterday. And, and I think part of this criti- criticism is that Paul is sort of gallivanting around the mm-hmm. globe, you know, <laughs> having fun, speaking his mind, you know, just being a, an influencer. Right. And, and <laughs> he's doing his vacation mission trips. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's going to Hawaii to share with the indigenous people and, you know, going to the Bahamas on a mission trip and all that. So, I think that adds like reading it through that lens adds a lot of weight when he says, I do not run aimlessly. Mm. I do not box as one beating the air. He's saying like, I'm not just doing this for fun because I Mm -hmm. feel like it. There are souls at stake. And every time after I preach, I discipline my body lest I should disqualify myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's this real like iron grit to what he's doing and, and you know it, it's convicting for me as someone who is you know paid by a church to do what we're doing right now and to mm-hmm. write songs and lead worship and, and for you guys you know we're, we're all in a similar boat there and I think the reason that Paul speaks so strongly against this is there is a propensity there is a temptation for it to become just that to just run mm-hmm. aimlessly you know, to use Christian words and just sort of be, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and to not be zealous, to not be pointed, to not be engaged in spiritual warfare against the powers that surround us. And so it, it's a, a great word of warning to us and to anyone in, in ministry that, you know, to not, um, not be these people who where that critique would be true and that mm-hmm. it would be true of me that it wouldn't be true of y'all and that you know in christ's blueprint the the church and the leaders of the church the servants of the church you know there there just has to be like a deep trust mm-hmm. and a deep serious like covenant bond that mm-hmm. we are all working and striving towards one goal and it is the most important thing to all of us and if it is then it works, you know, the, right. the church works, the body works. But when that aimlessness and that lack of self-control creeps in, yeah. um, then it all falls apart. Right. It's like what you're, when you were talking, it made me think of um, that the great commission really is fueled by the great commandment. Mm-hmm. That it really yeah. is the love of Christ, which we've seen love for Christ that we've seen um, Paul just talk about over and over and over again. Like this is his driving, you know, his North star and how that leads to this love for others, which you can see like what you're talking about with the intentional um, focus of the missional, the context or whatever, that's very other focused. I mean, you're very in tune with the people who are without Christ, what they're wrestling with and what you could speak to and help them yeah. wrestle through. Like their question, their particular you know questions that they have depending on the context that they're living in, but that that, just pushes us into this like great commission to go and make disciples, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but all fueled by the love for Christ and love for others. Yeah. It, you know, it makes me think, you know, we might be tempted to think that, okay, Paul, uh, Paul had a purpose. His purpose was to, to, you know, win as many, uh, as he possibly could. Right. And, and so as a result, he was going to discipline his body. He was going to keep it under control. lest he should be disqualified. But I still think, you know, we can tend to think that we lack purpose. Mm. And 
And this is one of those passages that ought to instruct us to say, well, what's Paul's purpose? Or what's our purpose? Well, it's Paul's purpose, right? Yeah. Like we're, we're in this together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've summarized it differently. You know, we, we talk about the Westminster uh, Shorter Catechism, for instance, what is the chief end of man to glorify mm -hmm. God and enjoy him forever? Like, like we have a purpose. Like at the end of the day, our lives are to be lived to the glory of God and to yeah. the enjoyment of God. Um, that's why we're here. Um, God has made us for himself and our hearts are gonna be restless until they find their rest in him. But then God has clarified the purpose of the church and how we ought to be uh, pouring ourselves out. And he says, go and make disciples, mm -hmm. uh, make these disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them and, and doing all these things. And, and so, so how we glorify God becomes a little bit more clear. But, but in short, what we see is, is that we have purposeful lives, um, every one of us. Mm -hmm. and, and Paul here is, is showing us a little bit of what it looks like to live that purposeful life out in in real time, yeah. And, and what does it mean? Is it, it means like I'm going to do whatever I can to get as many people in on uh, uh, glorifying and enjoying God. Absolutely. Get as many people in on this mission, so we can collectively link our arms and go out and continue this until Christ returns or calls us home. And so, um, you know, there might be a temptation out there for for the people of Christ's covenant or anybody who listens to this podcast to say. You know what's my life about? Mm -hmm. um, what 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 am I supposed to be thinking about on a day by day basis? Paul's got a great purpose. My friends do. You know, people at Christ Covenant, but I'm just sort of floating. It's like, no, if you're in Christ, yeah. like we we could we could tell you 100. <laughs> percent Like it's right here. You've got a purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, this is a great word and a great reminder to not run aimlessly, to not uh, go punch the air, but to <laughs> live on mission. So, Amen. and we do so today. For Jennifer McClish and Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.